there's no more fish in the sea. <laughs> we've like out of like we've ran out of fish in the sea. Welcome back to Lemon Life, a conversation between friends. My name's Ivy. And I'm Danielle. Welcome back to this week's episode. So if you guys noticed, in today's episode, it's just going to be Ivy and I, just like the original episodes that we did in first season. We feel like, you know, we've had a lot of guests so far that were able to provide really good perspectives. And I think we wanted to kind of just take it back to the original way that we did this podcast and just have a really genuine conversation between us. So for today's topic, we kind of wanted to discuss about fears and insecurities because we realized that, you know, as we're becoming full-fledged adults, that these (laughs) (laughs) these fears and insecurities, you know, a lot of people have like similar, similar similarities. And, you know, hopefully when we're like exposing our fears and, and, insecurities you guys can maybe relate um so just to start it off ivy you know what's one of your fears currently okay so something that i've actually been thinking about a lot recently um is like what i'm gonna be doing like for the rest of my life in the sense that like i guess in other words jobs and careers and and such like that because i've actually for like as long as I can remember the past I don't even say like six years I've not gone a single summer without working at least a job like at least one job I have not gone without yeah for the past two summers you know I was doing two so I, I just feel like I'm like wasting time almost even though I'm very aware that we're you know in the middle of a pandemic it's much better mm. to be safe than sorry and it's not like I haven't done anything right I, I took a whole 15 credit course load so for me to still feel like I'm wasting my time, I think is kind of crazy. And it's almost yeah. like an unfair judgment of myself. Like I'm kind of, it's just, I'm being unfair to myself. But at the same time, I'm really worried because I think back on it and I'm like, wait a minute, not only am I going to have to compete with my graduating class for a job next year, I have to compete with everybody else who got fired this year because <laughs> of COVID. So I mean, let's just pause there for a second. It is already hard enough competing for a position with your, you know, class. It is a whole Mm -hmm. other game when you are competing with people with five years more experience than you, with people who already know what they were doing, but unfortunately were laid off because of the pandemic, which for a matter of fact, you know, this economy might not even have adjusted next year, which means they won't be hiring nearly as much as they normally do. And potentially a lot of their... Uh, employees are still going to be, you know, keeping it to like as minimal as possible. And we don't even know if there's going to be potentially a second wave. So I think recently I've just been kind of in a, um, in a kind of like shitty mood about careers and like what I want to do and if I'll be able to get a job. And just, I think this is something a lot of people can relate to. And I've definitely had this conversation with a lot of my friends where Mm. we're all just kind of like, oh my God, like the worst thing that can happen to us is graduating and then not finding a job. Like, what are we going to do? I definitely have like the same fear of not being able to find a job, not being like stable in the future, having like a stable career. Um, But if I actually think about it, I don't think it's the actual fear of not finding a job that scares me. It's more like, I don't, 
trust in my own abilities. It's like it's like this oh, type no. of yeah. It's like no. this type of um. I don't wait. What is it called? It's like this imposter syndrome. Competency. Yeah. It's like it's like I feel like I'm not like graduating out of university. I feel like I'm not prepped enough to be able to hold a legit job because of you know X Y Z. Like I don't have the competences competencies I don't know it's it's this type of imposter syndrome where I just don't believe that I deserve whatever job I get do you do you kind of get what I'm where I'm coming from I don't know yeah yeah no I completely understand what you're saying and I do relate to it to a certain point where um I don't think for me it's imposter syndrome for me it's more like the idea that I'm proud that I've got this job, but now I don't think I can do it. Not that I don't deserve it, but that my skills literally are not there to do it properly. Like it's, I think, less of a feeling of inadequacy, but knowing that I physically didn't learn what is expected of me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's less in my abilities, but actually knowing what I'm capable of and realizing that the job is expecting more from me and I didn't learn it. And that's what I'm worried about, even though all these jobs make it very clear to you that they teach you on the job and everybody I've spoken with who work in the actual industry and, you know, actually work have said that they learned nothing from school and that they did get their experience from working. That is still one thing that really freaks me out. No, yeah, I, I think that's normal. And I think what I realized is that I never actually had these fears before university. Like, I feel like once we hit university, no matter what program you're in, you're always comparing yourself to your peers. And we've mentioned this a ton of times, but Ivy and I were in management where it's like super competitive, where you see a bunch of people just like getting internships left and right getting secured before they even graduate and then you're, you're just like looking at these people and you're like holy shit like I'm supposed to be like that but I'm not why can't I be like you even though I am trying and it's just that fear that I'm not doing enough um and that I will just you know hold like a low paying job for the rest <laughs> of my life which honestly like to be fair if like there's nothing wrong with that it's just it's not part of my goals as a person yeah so that's definitely something that eats at me but what would you say like is one of your insecurities and does that kind of like play into the fears that you have currently (sighs) I'm trying to think because I I often um kind of have like a difficulty in defining or kind of telling the difference between a fear and an insecurity and like Mm -hmm. on paper it seems pretty obvious but when you really think about it it's very synonymous and I guess at this moment my insecurity would be the same thing that I said before which is just that I'm not going to be able to do the job that is expected of me if I Mm -hmm. even get a job okay right that's obviously under the pretense that I get a job if I don't even get a job then my insecurity is going to be that I have no job (laughs) oh yeah it really depends on what stage I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. Currently, I guess my insecurity is that I'm not going to get a job, which in retrospect, if you look at it, is really just a fear. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, insecurity has a lot to do with confidence, which is something that, I mean, that's pretty much what it is, right? People say if you're confident in yourself, then you shouldn't be insecure. But I see it a little differently because I like to think of myself as someone who is pretty confident um, in most aspects of my life anyways. And I think sometimes when you're insecure, it's not about confidence, but actually being realistic. 
Oh, I There's agree. nothing wrong with being realistic, knowing how many people, like I'm going to use career as a example again, obviously this applies to all aspects of your life, but there is no question and no problem understanding that there is only X amount of jobs available and you're Y amount of people. Okay. And not everyone's going to get a job and you are always competing with somebody else. And for you to be to say that you're confident is really good but you should also be realistic and realize you know maybe you're not the best at what you do and there might be someone who's better so I think that's when I disagree with some people who say like oh no like be confident in yourself you can do it and it's like yeah maybe I can but maybe that person can do it better and it's not saying that you're not confident in yourself it's just you being realistic that and understanding that there is always going to be somebody who understands this topic better or who um, has better grades than you. That's kind of, you know, I don't know where I was going with it, but just to say that there is a difference between just saying, oh, be confident, stop being insecure and understanding the reality of the world we live in. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said. I think, you know, a lot of insecure people are actually very... Mm, practical in the sense that they are very aware of the current situation and kind of just, you know, accept the facts. And that's why the insecurities rise, rises, right? However, I do believe in this motto, which is like, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like, honestly, I think our business school strives on this, mo like, motto because I know a lot of people that probably don't have the qualifications necessary or like the leadership necessary that hold like really high VP positions and clubs or whatever. But the reason why they were picked or the reason why, you know, they hold such high positions is because they have the confidence to either, you know, fill up those shoes in the future or they're up for the challenge. And I think that's something that I've been struggling a lot with is if I see like a new challenge for me, I don't take it unless I'm 100% sure I can win, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. But I feel like these types of people that have the mentality of like, no, fake it till you make it, they see it as like a challenge in which you can grow yourself in, mm -hmm. which honestly is really good. And I, I, I'm trying to work towards that mentality because right. sometimes, you know, when I see these opportunities, I'm too scared to take them because I feel like I'm not up to the task. And then those doors just close on me. Like I just wasted an opportunity. So I don't know. I feel like that's something that I'm trying to work towards. And I just had this thought. Where do you think these fears come from? Is it from your current environment? Or is it because of the goal you have in mind? These types of fear start popping up. Like where, where do you think they come from? Mm, that's actually a really good question. I think... For me, at least, I don't know about anybody else, but I definitely, I think it stems from my goals, like what mm -hmm. you had just said, my goals in life. Um, like I have always kind of set my career up in the sense that I knew, well, I didn't know my parents knew I was going to Royal West so that I could get into Marionopolis, so that I could get into McGill. And it kind of feels, I mean, look, it feels great that I've achieved everything up until now that I've kind of set my mind to, but that's almost why I'm scared because it's like, what if all of a sudden it just breaks down and oh gosh, all this exactly. that I've worked for just was for no reason? Like, yeah. what if everything until now has been perfect, Yeah. but just the moment it matters, I botched this interview and I don't get it. And that's 
kind of more what worries me. So like you had said, why now? Well, it's because now it's the time for us to, you know, metaphorically spread our wings and fly. But it's like, what if instead your wings don't open and you just face plant onto the ground? And that's just like <laughs> oh <my God>. what <laughs> I am worried about, you know? <laughs> No, yeah, I, that's literally the exact same, like, thought that I had, because we've worked so hard to get to the point where we are right now, and, like, all that hard work could be for nothing if, you know, we don't get secured in Mm -hmm. a job, so that's just, like, fuck, I just wasted my whole life to not even get this job, or to not even be secured, and do you think that comes a bit from, like, this, you know, Asian traditional household type of mentality where you like mm-hmm. your value comes from the career you have and if you don't have like a secure job or like money you're a failure um I- I'm not so okay here's the deal I <laughs> I definitely think some people that would apply for in the sense that obviously it comes from pressure from their parents. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I honestly think it has to do with the fact that I have always known myself to be somebody who needs to be able to make X amount of money just because of how I want to live. Like I gave my own idea to myself. This is how I want to live. I don't want to stress when I make a purchase. I don't want to go home and be like... Ooh, should I return it because I spent more than my budget? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to do what I want. I don't want to be able to have to depend on, like, anybody else. So I think for me, it's more of a issue with independence. What do you think about that? Like, what do you feel about that? No, I see. I see your point. I think in my case, like, my parents have never really been, like, you have to be a doctor. or like, you have to be a lawyer. Like, you know... It's, mm-hmm. it's never been that type of pressure. However, I feel like there's so many, you know, growing up, I've just seen my parents kind of like, like struggle a bit um, in terms of like money. Like we were like, obviously we were, you know, comfortable living wise, but, you know, sometimes it would just save extra money on X, Y, Z. And I would grow up seeing that. And I always thought to myself, like when I grew up, I want to be able to, you know, comfortably make any purchases that I want Mm -hmm. um and I feel like it's just these small instances in in while while growing up that kind of just fueled my education and career oriented mind where I really wanted to succeed in life so that I have that stability and comfort Mm -hmm. where I'm able to just you know have that independency as you mentioned so I think like no, they haven't been explicitly, like, pressuring me to, you know, succeed in life. But I do feel this, like, imp- implicit? Implicit yeah, pressure. Implicit. Yeah, and the fact that, like, because we're, like, children um, of immigrants, I feel like there's, like, this added pressure again, um, especially, like, I feel this. I don't know if you feel this, but, you know, my parents literally just left, like, such a good life back in China to move here where they like didn't have as good of a life um all for me to have the best education possible and I feel like if I don't give back to them it's like wasted you know I don't know if you Mm. have that type of feeling yeah but I think for me it's more like in just in general like I could honestly even be in China and I think I'd still feel the same way that it's like my parents worked hard at raising me to me it's just about knowing that 
Because the best thing, I think, honestly, this is going to be so cheesy, but I think the best gift you can give to your parents is telling them and reassuring them that they did a good job at raising you and you show them that Mm -hmm. by being successful and happy, right? Whatever happy means to you, whatever successful means to you. Everybody has different definitions, Mm -hmm. but, you know, in general terms, successful and happy. So I don't think for me it's so much that we're immigrants because... I think even if I was in China, I would probably feel the same sense of drive to do well, not only for me, but to prove to my parents, like, hey, guys, we did it (laughs) (laughs) kind of situation. So I I see where you're coming from about, um, you know, being that we're also from an immigrant family and definitely like it hits hard, too, that they left a pretty good life to come out here and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, do this all over again some are completely new but I think it helps a bit that my mom actually prefers Canada than China like she loves it here Mm -hmm. so at least I don't feel like like she knows she didn't make a wrong choice whether it was for me or not like she loves it here so I think that reassures me a bit like I don't feel like I owe them as much because everybody is just happy okay so we talked a lot about you know career oriented fears and insecurities but what about some you know personal insecurities are there any that you have Ivy um hmm okay well right now I guess my personal insecurity would be okay it's (laughs) less of an insecurity than me kind of just being annoyed with myself because at the beginning of quarantine I was gonna be like (laughs) I'm gonna shed 15 pounds turn it into muscle and you know be that fit bitch that I was you know pictured in my head but then quickly life turned up and I just didn't get there so now it's not that I'm insecure with my body because I just look the same that I did before Mm -hmm. but that's what's making me angry is that it's like I why did I not take this time to work on myself during quarantine because I explicitly said I was going to do it and then I didn't do it. So (laughs) now I'm kind of just more like annoyed with myself and wish that I had done the workout. So like never now every time I look at myself, I'm like, man, you wasted a perfect good three months of being at home to do what? To bake? (laughs) Like what what did I do? You know? So I think right now that's my largest insecurity. I have something else to say too, but I'm going to, I'm going to wait to see if you want to say anything about this and then I'll jump back to um, my other topic after you're done. Perfect. Um, I think one thing for me, not a lot of people know this, but I actually have like really low self-esteem, but it's this type of low self-esteem that like comes across as I don't give a fuck type of vibe. You know, oh, like, oh, damn. No, but it's like I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I've come to terms with my low self-esteem and I'm going to try to explain like my, my point of view on it. To me, you know, I can have low self-esteem my whole life. And I feel like it's the way you deal with it that kind of just is portrayed on the surface, right? So the reason why like a lot of people will probably maybe be surprised by this is because like I don't show it out- outwardly that mm. I have low self-esteem. Because at this point, like I really don't give a fuck about the way I look because I've just come to terms with the way I look like it'll never be the prettiest or like it'll never be the way I imagined so it's it's like this type of acceptance of my myself but I'm still not satisfied but I can't do anything about it so it's just like you know what fuck it I'm gonna live with this face and body my whole life might as well (laughs) like work might as well work on like other qualities like my personality and extracurriculars (laughs) 
um yeah so like like it's definitely something that I still have for sure like every morning well not every morning I'm like oh my gosh I'm fucking ugly like no I I literally (laughs) just see my face no 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 trust I literally just see my face I'm like oh okay that's what you look like today let's let's roll with it and then it's like I'm never I know I'm not gonna be as satisfied as I'll ever be so that's something I've come to terms with and then it also doesn't help the fact like this is a, a very humble brag but like all my friends are good looking not even literally all of them like all my girlfriends are super attractive and it's not just like now like my whole life from primary school to high school to Sejep to university literally all my girlfriends were so fucking attractive and I'm not saying this as like because I was their friend. No, I'm literally saying this as like an exterior person. And I just felt like the little like gremlin in the group. Like, you know No, what I mean? no. <laughs> but oh I don't know. Oh my that's gosh. Just, that's just how I thought. And then like, I've just honestly, I'm like embracing that role or whatever. And I'm like, let me just work on my personality. Like, and praying that someone finds my personality attractive. Okay, wait, no, I have to stop you there because I feel like, okay, this is going to be so cheesy, but like, you know, people know by now that beauty is in the eye of the beholder and Mm -hmm. you can only exude what other people see, right? Yeah. The most gorgeous person could exude a certain type of maybe negative energy or a certain thing that is, you know, towards the negative side and people will find her so ugly and somebody who may not um, think of themselves at the, as the prettiest one in the room could exude the most amazing vibrant vibe that just attracts everybody. So I think what you just said now is really important is that you said you kind of come to terms with it, but I think now is the time to build even more, on that do you know what I mean work on the idea that you personally see yourself a certain way but that doesn't mean that everybody sees you in that way right Mm -hmm. like you you never know what and maybe it's a blessing in disguise who knows how you know we never know what other people really truly think about us but it's about just knowing that everybody has different standards and that the more you exude brightness and beautifulness and just positive vibes is so much more important than just a pretty face. Be right back. I'm about to go cry. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to go cry. No, I love what you said because I think like, I don't, maybe guys feel like this too, but I think it's definitely something that girls have more like these um, appearance, you know, issues, whether it's like, oh, I'm not as fit as I want to be or I'm not as pretty as I want to be. I think what you said is definitely something I wish that I kind of like adopted a lot earlier. But I, I can say with confidence right now that I don't really care as much about my looks anymore. Just because like I realized, you know, let's say someone is talking about me. I'd much rather them say like, oh, she's a hard worker or oh, like you can rely on her like she's super, super xyz in terms of personality versus oh yeah yeah, she's just a pretty face you know yeah yeah like i'd much rather hear something like that versus you know oh she's just a pretty face but i don't know much about her because there's nothing to her you know yeah so that was definitely like one of my insecurities um you did you have a second one oh yeah so what i was gonna go back on you know what i had just said like 10 minutes ago was that i have this thing where i'm not like Okay, so anybody who knows me and who like I have genuinely had this talk with is that I feel like I have such high expectations for guys <laughs> that 
I genuinely have this fear. And I know you're going to be like, oh my god, Ivy, shut up. <laughs> but I genuinely have this fear that I am literally just, I'm not going to find anybody who satisfies my expectations. And then I'm going to have to end up settling. And I don't settle anywhere in my life. I don't want to have to settle in this aspect either. So that's kind of a fear that I'm going to have to settle. I don't want to settle because I just don't want to. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, but then yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to it's gonna come to a certain age where I'm not going to have a choice but to settle. And I had somebody tell me this the other day, like we were having this conversation and I had mentioned that I thought I was going to be like alone forever. And then my friend was like, no, no, don't worry, you're going to settle. And I was like, yeah, but that's not the point. I don't want to have to settle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, and here's the thing. The reason that I was actually just thinking about it today was that somebody I was talking to basically got into a relationship and I'm... I don't, every time I talk to somebody who I'm not like that into, I never put in that much effort and I don't put, like, I don't invest myself in it a lot. And then maybe we fade out and we stop talking and then I see them get into a relationship and I'm genuinely happy. You know, I'm not salty. I'm like, wow, he got a girlfriend. He finally found his person. I'm so happy for him. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, okay, so now there's been a couple of people. Like, when am I going <laughs> to, when am I going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> I found my person. Like, I'm just seeing guy after guy after guy. Mm-hmm. who you know are getting into relationships I mean in my defense they don't actually live in Montreal so that's like not a huge deal for me but I'm still thinking about it like they have found their person mm-hmm. time after time after time and I've just been talking with no purpose to all these people that I don't actually care about <laughs> so that's kind of like my bit of insecurity is that like I'm going to have to settle for somebody who I don't, I either don't match with personally or I don't actually like love them. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just with them because I feel like I have to get married Mm -hmm. or some kind of bullshit like that. Like that's what I'm scared of. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think this is a great summary of our, you know, to live is to die alone episode (laughs) where we talk (laughs) about, would you rather settle or would you rather be single for the rest of your life? And I think that's like a question that, we're constantly battling it's like I think for me too like I I wouldn't say I have like such high expectations but I'm I'm scared that I won't be able to meet that person that meets those expectations you know mm-hmm. um and then I'll have to just like you know settle for something that wasn't initially something I wanted but I don't know do you think it's maybe because like you haven't opened up your horizons like you're kind of just like this it's like the same entourage of people that you're seeing versus like meeting new people yeah but it's like where do I go to meet new people like I feel like I freaking know everybody in Montreal in the sense that like not that I actually know everybody but know everybody that I need to know by now because you know I feel like it has to do with um Okay, let's, I'm just going to outright and say it. I'm into Asian guys, okay? So, obviously, <laughs> I haven't met every single white guy in freaking Montreal, like, obviously. But a lot of the Asians, I do feel like I've met a pretty grand horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you and me both, because you're out here and you're paddling. Yeah. And then I often frequent a lot of these spots downtown that is, like, Asian hubs. And then I have a, quite a bit of Asian friends in Concordia and McGill. And, you know, I go to both events so I think at this point in time I have met a majority of people who I should have by now and it's like if I haven't met you now there's a reason for it either it's because you don't go out or because 
well, that's really the only reason. At this or you're point. already taken, yeah. Yeah, or you're already taken, right? And I think that's also says something about who that person is because I definitely want to, I'm looking for somebody who's extroverted um, yeah. much, you know. So then it's kind of like, well, why haven't I met you yet? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? You're going to have to move to Toronto or Vancouver. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, don't yeah. you also feel like you just know a grand majority of the of the, the Asian community here in Montreal? Yeah, no, I, I, I think so too. Because like, for those who don't know, the Asian community here is like pretty well distinct in the sense that you have like your West Island Asians, you have like your Chinese school Asians, you have freaking Marianopolis Asians, like, <laughs> Literally, you you probably know every single Asian here in Montreal indirectly. At least you guys have at least one friend in common. Like I'm not even mm-hmm. kidding when I say mm-hmm. that. So that's how small like the population here is. So yeah, I think like I definitely don't go out as often as you do. So I'm right. still <laughs> like hopeful that there is someone out there in Montreal. But I also have like this inkling where I'm like not gonna find someone in Montreal. Um, maybe right. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I know for a fact that I am not the only girl who feels this way. Like, I've spoken to a lot of my girlfriends, and we're all just like, uh, like, we've just, there's no more fish in the sea. <laughs> we've, like, out of, like, we've ran out of fish in the sea. And I, you know, I actually thought about this, and I'm like, is it just, is it just, like, an us thing? Because we're in Montreal. Mm-hmm. I have actually reached out to certain people, um, like out in the states just to ask them if that's how they were feeling and the responses were quite different like a lot of them actually said like no the asian community here's so big like i haven't met even like a half of them and i'm like oh what the fuck wow that's different <laughs> like i don't know what that's like yeah so i think it really is secluded to montreal and i'm not saying montreal is tiny by means we are one of the largest cities in population would you ever like expand your likes for like Caucasian men or <laughs> that's what I mean by like I mean listen I'll date a white guy if I feel like we're fit but I probably won't marry them so in the long run no it's not gonna go anywhere mm. and then some people might question well if it's not gonna go anywhere is it even point is there even a point exploring it yeah. what about you <sighs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> like a big sigh. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, this again ties back to careers, but like I don't I don't know where my dating life equates into my career, if that makes sense. It's like, like I don't where know. It. Yeah. Like I don't know, you know, because I do have goals in my careers that I want to hit by the age of 30, for example, or whatever. Yes. But every time I, I see those goals, there's like no man beside me. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> independent. <laughs> yeah, That's but at the good. same time, at the same time, I also want to get married and start a family. Right. But like, you know, because women have a biological clock. So if I don't yeah. have a child by a certain age, like yeah. I am, you know, physically at risk and the child is also like not probably not gonna be conceivable. So, like, yeah. there's this whole fucking, like, problem, too, that I have to figure out. And I don't even know if it's a fear or insecurity, to be honest. It's just, like, an right. issue that I have to deal with. Yeah. Um, I think I actually really relate to that, too, because I'm kind of always like, oh, there's certain career things, like, I want to be have done or doing by the age of 30. I guess 30 is a good mark. I like to say yeah. 30 is a pretty legit mark. 
And but I, I see, I do have that thought where I'm like, I need to be, I want to, not I need to be, but I would like to be married by 30. And then this is where I get freaked out because then I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, hang on. If I want to be married by 30, I want to be engaged for at least a year. Okay, now I'm at 29. <laughs> if I'm going to get engaged, it has to be with somebody who I'm at least have dated. I'd like to say three years. I think three is a pretty whole number. Three years. Okay. How old am I now at this point? 26? I need to have, I need to know this person before I date this person. Maybe like a year or two would be kind of good. I'm passing at like 24. And like 30s, like I ideally I would have been, I, I'd want to get engaged at 28. My mom was married. No, my mom had me at 28. <laughs> So, I, you know what, let me fix this. I want to have a kid by 30, which means I have to be married by 28 because I would like two years with my husband before a kid comes and destroys everything. So I would like to be married by 28, which means, okay, wait a minute. Basically, I have to meet or at least get to know the person needs to be in my life by the time I am 23. I mean, you have two years, TikTok, <laughs> like, get Bro, on literally. it. Bro, literally. Bro, literally. <laughs> And now I'm just like, mm. and I know the worst thing you could do is set a timeline for yourself. Mm-hmm. But this is what I want. Like I would yeah. like to be, um, having a kid at thirty, and I would like to be married at twenty eight. Um, so <laughs> that's all I had to say. <laughs> like I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do at this point because if my life just goes on the way it's going on now I don't see myself meeting anybody in the next two three years uh-huh. and so yeah honestly go with the flow at this point yeah like, at the, exactly the whole fucking year 2020 was like a mess nobody could predict it so at this point you know whatever happens happens yeah see on top of it 2020 had to happen and wasting me a whole year like, I was actually to be out there looking for a husband right now as we speak. <laughs> but no, here I am. Oh, not shit. losing any weight. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think that kind of concludes our, um, you know, insecurities and fears of the future. Honestly, we had, like, nothing planned for this episode. So, it was a bit ov- all over the place. But... I think there are some general themes that you guys can relate to. Ivy, do you have anything to add? Um, no, but just to say that this is really kind of the theme that I, we were going for today was to just be very honest with you guys and like really be kind of vulnerable and discuss like some of the things that we've been feeling recently. And that's to kind of encourage you guys to be open about what you're feeling as well with your closest friends because what I've learned is that it's always so much nicer to be able to relate your insecurities with somebody else yeah and I find it really helpful so Mm. if you guys related to anything like anything that we spoke today like feel free to you know dm us as well or just not us but talk to your best friend about it like see what's up in their life maybe they're just as panic like panicked as you are and then you guys can Mm -hmm. both discuss that together and work on it together yeah so I really think that was just kind of our goal today was just to have an open discussion to talk about some of the things that has been worrying us Mm -hmm. and that maybe you guys relate to as well on that note we'll see you guys next week don't forget to follow us on spotify follow our lemon life 
podcast Instagram page and rate us five out of five if you're listening to us through iTunes. Ivy, take it away. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, friends. So remember to stay zesty. And it's okay if life gets a little messy. We will work on it together. Bye, guys. Bye. See you all next week.